0: There's more than 200 translations of scripture, Um, from the word-for-word exact translations to what she read the second time was more trying to grasp or capture a thought, and um, people have varying opinions about different translations, preferences on what you like to read devotionally or for study, and that's okay. Um, We are going to, if you take, if you're a note taker, you're going to love me today because we're going to study some of the words that we're looking at today we're in the second half of the lord's prayer this is the part of the second half of the lord's prayer is what deals with our own needs and our own desires and it deals specifically with the needs that we have as christian people and we get to look at a topic that everyone here is already an expert in temptation we all experience it Perhaps it's when somebody is hitting all your buttons and you're tempted to tell them what you really think. It happens more than we want to admit that it does. Perhaps it's at the door of the refrigerator. Maybe it's in traffic when you have a deep urge to use an unofficial but well-known sign language. Maybe it's the amber-colored drink served over ice. It might be on the tip of your tongue when you have a mean or even untrue thing that you want to say to somebody or about somebody so badly. Maybe it happens when you open your computer and you realize that with just one word in Google, you could be surfing the worst parts of the internet. It might be when you're on the edge of spending far too much money on something you don't really need. I could spend the entire time allotted for this sermon just listing the ways that we all face temptation because it surrounds us all the time. We are already experts in this. It's the air that we breathe, and as I once heard it said, lead me not into temptation, I can find it on my own, thank you. Would you pray with me? Lord God, I pray that you would help us all to understand your word. Help us then to make the appropriate response of belief and obedience. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. That is how we read it in the NIV in Matthew chapter 6 now when we say the lord's prayer we often in worship in the context of today's worship that's not the final words that we say in present day worship when we say the lord's prayer together we always add a line for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen and you heard pastor evan say that is not in scripture we don't read that in the bible those final words are not in the uh, copies we have of matthew or the book of luke In Luke and Matthew, it ends abruptly with this phrase, lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So it ends focusing on temptation and evil. But when the Lord's Prayer was used in worship, from the earliest days of the church, the church always added a doxology at the end. And a doxology is simply a prayer of praise. And they did this to make it match all the other prayers that they prayed. This was very common in Jewish life when Jesus was alive. In the synagogue, you could often end a prayer with this doxology and sometimes, with a doxology, sometimes it would be one that you invented to fit the prayer and the, the theme of the prayer that you would receive. Some, you, of course, you're receiving these prayers back in the synagogue ta- days, either orally or sometimes they were written on a scroll, and the church followed, decided to follow the lead of the, our Jewish communities, and we started to add this doxology. To complete the prayer for public worship and we see this happening from the very beginnings of the early church but what we're gonna focus on today is the line lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one this is our final need that is covered in the Lord's Prayer it's our need to be protected from evil so right at the start we need to get this out of the way does this mean that God is tempting us to do evil are we asking God when we pray this line not to do something that God actually wants to do is that what we're praying there's a very clear teaching in scripture all over scripture that God is not the one who tempts us to do evil In the book of James, chapter 1, verses 13 through 15, and there's other places in scripture, but James tells us here that we are tempted because there's a desire deep inside of us. It's deep inside of us already that entices us and encourages us to do wrong. So God isn't the one doing it. This is in us already to do wrong. And this is what James says. When tempted, no one should say God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil nor does God tempt anyone. But each of you is tempted when you're dragged away by your own evil desire and enticed. Then after that desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's full grown, leads to death. So I want to be very clear as we talk about temptation. Not an easy topic, but we are not tempted by God. But we know that God does ultimately control everything. So nothing can happen to us that will not pass through God's care and protection. So there's this sense that everything we do because of temptation is on some level allowed by God, but God is not the one that does it. But our temptations and what we do because of our temptations always goes through God's care and protection for us. There's one scholar that would recommend translating this section as do not let me be led into temptation. That's an alternative translation. And the reason for this is so that we understand that God is not the one leading us or pushing us into temptation. There's a permissive form of the verb here. So essentially it could mean how we know it in Matthew 6, lead us not into temptation, or it could mean this, do not let me be led into it do not let this happen to me is the gist of it and so that may either one may be the line up real well with the original form uh, that jesus gave to us but whether it's do not let me be led into temptation or lead us not into temptation what we understand from the greek text and from the english text is that we know that what we're asking for here is god's protection from temptations that are going to come That's something we can all agree on, regardless of what translation we're reading. At the heart of it, this part of the Lord's Prayer lets us know that God is going to offer us extra protection from temptation if we ask. And this is exactly what Jesus was thinking when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane with his disciples, and he told his his disciples, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The Spirit is willing But the flesh is weak in that moment in the garden the disciples really wanted to do what was right but they weren't strong inside so Jesus tells them you need to pray you need to pray for protection pray for extra protection that God will give you pray so that you don't fall into temptation now the word temptation here When the disciples are in the garden of gethsemane and in matthew 6 doesn't just mean the daily temptation to do something wrong that's the surface meaning that we can all grasp a daily temptation to do something wrong it does mean that but there's always other levels and layers of how we interpret scripture and layers to those meanings that are in the lord's prayer and so we want to if you depending on what version of the scriptures you're reading it will translate this word as temptation. Some translations say testing, and some will call it tribulation. So not only are we talking here about one layer of meaning, which is daily temptations to do something wrong, we're also talking about this prayer that we pray, the Lord's Prayer, is, this line is saying, let us pass safely through the testing of our faith. Because there are some things that we face in life that are actually tests, there are moments where we have a choice and if you make the right choice your relationship with God deepens and you are moving further in your journey with God if you make the wrong choice and this has happened to all of us you know that we end up pulling away from God and those choices come into our life all the time and so this prayer is saying to us let me pass safely through this now a third meaning for temptation could be, as it's translated in English, tribulation. Don't let us face this tribulation. Jesus knew that history was going to end with a very open display of the power of evil. Jesus knew there'd be suffering and there'd be temptation on an unprecedented scale in our world. And so we're permitted in this prayer to say, God, let me escape that time when it comes. And there's other places in Scripture where we're we're told, pray so that you're not there when it happens. But it's not just something that happens at the end of history, tribulation. Tribulation is also unique moments in our history today as well where people face things that they should never, ever have to face. And this prayer is for those times, too. The Holocaust would be a historic example of tribulation. What's frightening to me in our world right now, um, there are children who face every day slavery and human trafficking. They're facing a day of suffering that is well beyond anything that we should have to face or what most people face on a given day. And I think we need to be careful, because we live in a relatively safe society, to not think of tribulation as only things that are going to happen in the end times. Because for some people, it's there's things, days of trial and deep suffering that are happening right now. And what are we supposed to do for someone that's facing that kind of a day? We can't directly or exactly help them. Sure, I can give a little money to a ministry that would help those children. But there's something going on in my example, the sex trafficking world. There's something going on there where we don't have a whole lot of leverage. I can't give an extra hour of volunteer time and solve the problem. I can't even write a letter to my congressman and get it fixed like that. So we have this prayer that we can pray that can help it's a prayer that we can pray for these children and other people in other places who are suffering as well now i've covered three different layers of the meaning of the word temptation but we also have the second half of this line where it, the petition says deliver us from the evil one and evil one too has multiple layers of meaning and so the first meaning is deliver us from the devil in some translations you will see evil one capitalized and they're referring to the devil we believe there's a spiritual evil in the world and this evil that's in the world is opposed to God and so the first meaning of this request is deliver us from the evil one meaning the devil Now, there's another level of meaning that has to do with people who are used to doing evil. People that have made their choices, they become the hands that bind us. They're the people who oppress us, who take our very lives away. They take our good reputation away through lies, and we pray for deliverance from that as well. And then there's a third level, deliver us from the power of evil. You will see it translated this. There's lots of nuances because there's always a power that's working inside of us that is all too willing to cooperate with evil. We're praying about that when we say, lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. We're praying about the powers that are exhibited in political spheres and economic spheres and social spheres and all the mechanics and powers around us It's not about an individual person that we're praying against, but it's the work of evil in our world that we pray against that. And we need all three levels of deliverance because we know it's a dangerous world out there. And so what this prayer shows us is that it is time for us to take evil seriously. We can't just pretend that evil doesn't exist or it doesn't really matter or it's not that big of a deal. There was about a century ago where there was a whole part of the Christian church that was starting to pretend, and unfortunately it was a whole part of our Western culture that pretended that if we only educate people better, or if we only make sure their family situations are right, then all the things that are evil will disappear. Two world wars later, countless smaller wars, police action, genocide, the Holocaust, pollution, all these things have taken that fictional idea away. There are still times that we act as if evil is not that big of a deal and not that serious. When we don't pray about evil, we're making this mistake of pretending that evil is not that serious. We're acting as if, you know what, if I just try to be a little bit better than I normally am, (laughs) If I could just get it a little bit more right, then it's all going to be great and fine. Well, you know, it's not going to be great. Reality is not that way. There is tangible, world-embracing, spiritual evil that exists, and we have to pray. So not only do I see a problem with those of us who have been praying this prayer for years and years and years that we don't quite take evil seriously enough, but i also think one of the problems with those of us who have been do, praying this prayer for a long time is that we pray the lord's prayer self-righteously we can pray the lord's prayer as if all the evil is out there and not in us the temptations are out there the bad people are out there and then when we pray we view ourselves as god's answer to this petition that I can somehow answer this petition and not be the one that is tempted and not be the one who brings evil in the world. We become the heroes when we pray this self-righteously. We become the deliverers, and we're free from all those other folks. Well, you know what? That, too, is false. The Lord's Prayer is not for heroes. It's for us. This prayer is tailor-made for weak people are in real danger of falling into real evil. There's an image here, a photo that I'd like um, to show you, because I think temptation is like a deep pit that we can fall into. And the evil one is the one who's setting up all the advertisements along the way to lure us right up to the edge. And not only that, I think the evil one has already greased the edge, so that if we just get... little bit too close, we just slip right in. That's how temptation and evil works, and we are called to pray for deliverance from that evil. The danger is so strong, and the word for deliver is strong as well. The word deliver can mean to snatch, or to seize, or to rescue. So if I could sum up and lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil, I'd sum it up this way. Dear Father, please lead us in such a way that we'll be able to resist the temptations that surround us. Please swoop down and rescue us from all the wiles of the evil one and from the power of all his evil people and works. We need your help. That's what we pray. This prayer is not for spiritual heroes. The Lord's Prayer ends, with a very raw cry for help in a dangerous world. We don't pray, hey, bring on the temptation, I'm ready now. None of us are going looking for tests of our strength and our ability to fight evil and temptation. So the question for applying this to your life is how does your prayer life fit into your own fight against evil? Does it at all? How does your prayer life fit into the fight against evil? Do you forget how powerful prayer is and just try to live right? How's that working for you? Are you ready to have all the laundry laid out for the rest of us? We know that the spirit is willing, but I'm gonna bet money that the flesh is weak. And that's why we pray. When we pray for God to confront evil in the world, God has to do a work in us as much as God has to do a work around us. But do we pray? We are all experts at temptation, but we're not all experts at winning and beating the fight against temptation and evil. So, whether you're in a conversation or you're in the kitchen, in the car, at the computer, do we face temptation alone? Or have we prayed? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation, Jesus said. The Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The Lord's Prayer began with our father but it ends with the devil we go from heaven to hell in matthew 6 verses 9 through 13. and it recognizes the lord's prayer recognizes that god's kingdom is being lived out in this very hostile world and it could consume us in any moment but that never means that evil has the final word when jesus gave us this prayer Jesus was giving us a mighty weapon to not only face evil, but to defeat it. There's only one winner, and it's already God. God has already won. So there will be a day when this is all over. There will be a day when this prayer is finally fully answered. We don't know when that will happen, but we don't doubt that there will be an end. There will be a day when weak people just like me and you are lined up on the other side of death and they're lined up on the other side of history. It'll be a day in history when God has reached his goal, when history has reached its goal, and there will be a day where there is no longer battle, but there is a day of praise. It'll be a party. It will be a feast. And on that day, there will be this pure doxology that's going to rise up from us. Hallowed be our your name, O oh God. His kingdom has now come. His will is now done. The table has been set everything has been provided for us he has forgiven our sins he has brought temptation to an end he has delivered us from the evil one his kingdom and his power and the glory is his forever and ever and on that day all God's people will say together amen and on that day all God's people will say together amen would you pray with me God, we ask that you would help us in the battles that we face now and today, that you would help us to rely on every grace, every power that you're willing to give us through Jesus Christ. Lord, we ask that you would teach us to pray about this part of our life so that we could stand in this evil day and prevail. We want to stand we know we're surrounded by evil and we want to stand and know that we win because we are on your side. We pray that for this to the glory of Jesus Christ, our Savior, in whose name we pray. Amen.